0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. You've got questions, she's got answers. Many of them come from the other side. Yeah, she is somebody that is intuitive, psychic medium. She's also a minister, by the way. Multifaceted, wife, mother. And she can connect with the other side. Also, she can teach you to be intuitive, so, we're going to talk about that today and also meditation, very impactful, very important. We all should be meditating. And she pretty much does it all. Diana Friedel joins us here on the program. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. Thank you, Steve. It's yeah, good. Thanks for having
0: me. Good to have you back here. You, you have a motto. I'm trying to think, remember back to your, your motto tuning in and tuning up.
1: Um, tuning in to your divine essence, tuning up something like that i'd have to look at it <laughs> the idea is that you when you tune into yourself then uh tune into your higher high, you get so, your higher guidance in that way so you can kind of tune into your higher self in order to get guidance from your spirit guides the divine etc and i think that everyone can do that um but you know as you said meditation is the key you know you know how to do that and hmm. um then in, it's it's in meditation when you have kind of a coherence between mind, body, and soul. Um, and and some sometimes they say you know when the left hemisphere of the brain and the right hemisphere of the brain are kind of melding, you get into this lovely this lovely space, the energy, and you're seeing colors. And you know it's it's at that point that you're tuning in to the universal field or the divine. Um, god essence whatever you like to think of you know so many names for god um but uh the source and substance of all existence you know kind of that creative source um mm. that's something like to call the universe
0: do and- you do you feel that you should always be if you will tuning in in some regard so that you're ready to get a message or is it more of hmm, you know what i i need to tap into uh my uh my intuition so almost like a radio dial i'm going to tune in right now how do you how does it typically work
1: that's that's how it feels to me i i um i i i purposely will tune in but if i'm if I was someone, some people who are born with this gift complain that, like, well, I can't walk into a crowd because I'm picking up on everyone, and uh, it makes them just nuts. And I was taught, so you know, my my the way that I I I had to learn how to tune out the everyday talking, the everyday busy voice, um, in order to go to that place where you are connected. Um so I would I I always say don't come to me if I'm in the middle of a party I don't want to know um but if some if I am at a party and somebody asks me something you know could you tune in to me for blah 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 and and if I haven't been drinking wine I might do that you know and see um the picture will come in in a particular way for that person But there's a whole process for setting up and opening the door to your intuition coming in, which is not your everyday way of being. So, I I think if you walked around with that kind of psychic door wide open all the time, you wouldn't wouldn't be getting along very well in this world. (laughs) You know, you need to. There's skills that you need for everyday living, you know, just being here. That, um, you know, if you go off into sort of a la-la land all the time, then you're not, you know, you're not available um, to to do the everyday tasking of everyday life. That's the way I think of it. So, I know, and I know some people are really good at just walking up to someone and say, hey, I see something um, around you. D- you know, do you mind if I um, tell you what I'm seeing? You know, I see something in your aura or something like that. And and I I don't do that I I just don't.
0: So you're saying even though you're feeling something you're not just going to walk up to some stranger and say hey I uh, got uh, got a message from your grandfather you're just not going to do that.
1: No no absolutely not I I, I wouldn't and I, and I feel like it's it in a way for me and what we teach at ISD it's a little ethically incorrect anyway. But I suppose you know so it it has happened where somebody uh, has tried to communicate with me. Um, there was, there was a little time and this is where like, you really need to learn to guard your space and guard, you know, guard how open you are, et cetera. And when you're open, you, you say when you're open. Um, one time I, I started at at night, um, every time I would start to fall asleep, there was a knocking on the wall and, um, my husband heard it too. So it wasn't just me. He's like, yeah, I hear that, you know? Hmm. And he, you know, he got up, looked all around. Is there, is it windy? Is there a branch knocking on the, well, nope, nothing. You know, he looked all around. And then the next day he went around the whole house as well, because it happened like three days in a row. And so, so it was kind of early on in when I was first starting practicing. And so, I I opened up, first, I kept trying to chase it away. I always say, you know, if there's ever anything scary, you know, you can call Archangel Michael. You can call, hmm. you know, and say 911 immediately. You don't need to know the right prayer. You don't need to know whatever. Um, I don't like this presence that I feel in my room. Um, I'm going to say a few prayers and, you know, could you please take this, um, this being off into the light? So, so it ended up. Uh, when I finally was like, I was scared. So, so when I was calm enough, you know, I had said a few prayers and calmed myself down. And I even say the Lord's prayer. Cause that's a, that's a good prayer, um, that there's a lot of power behind. Um, I said, okay, who is this? You know, cause it came in so strong. It was really, it was kind of scary. And it ended up being that it was, um, oh, and I said at that time, stop knocking I'll tell you when I'm going to tune in. I'm going to tune in at this time. I'll be here and I promise I'll tune in. So at that time I tuned in, I had my journal open. I wrote it down. I was like, Oh, this is okay. This, I know who this is. This is a young man. Um, and I knew his name who passed away under a little bit mysterious circumstances. And he, he had a message for his parents. Um, you know, it was a message of love and that he was okay. And, um, he wanted me to talk to them. Okay. So he wanted me, he wanted me to call them, which I don't like doing. Right. (laughs) And, um, and he, he was saying that his passing was accidental. So there was, there was like an overdose situation, but he also had been drinking and so, it was thought that he may have committed suicide. So, that was really big for him on the other side, big enough for him to come bug me. He knew what I did in the real world. So, he knew I could do this. And little did I know, when I finally did, you know, long story made short, I sent a note to the family finally, um, you know, saying, hey, if you're open to this, I feel like your son has been coming to me. Um, and that, that was, I didn't do anything. So, he kept knocking on the wall. <laughs> until I did something. So finally, somebody agreed to meet with me, the dad. And the dad said, I am I'm, I agreed to meet with you because I don't believe in what you do. And, or I'm very skeptical and my wife is not. Did do you remember that she's taken a couple of your classes? And I had not remembered that. <laughs> I had not remembered. And so I, at that day, he did, he came in real strong. I could, you know, see here, it was pretty strong when we met. And he was coming through with two or three, you know, both an apology and both this was an accident, um, maybe a combination of the two things. And also like, sorry that he had never, you know, followed through and gone to college and, you know, very, very specific messages um, at the time for that. And, um, and, and the dad felt it. He was in tears. And um, so that, that ended that. And then that night, there was a knocking on the wall and I was like, Oh, what, what? Oh. And, and it was uh, it was, it was the young man. And all he said was, thank you, Diana. Like I could hear it pretty clearly and I don't always hear that clearly. And after that, it all stopped. It all wound down. So yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> I just yeah. can't. So he was knocking essentially to get your attention.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was even a, a particular pattern of, of knock, if I remember, and it was always the same pattern. You know, it might've been dun, 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 or something like that. Um, you know, so it was sort of like every time it was the same pattern. So, yeah.
0: So, you've been doing this work for quite some time. Did that, yeah. that situation, one that you couldn't at the moment even identify, did that did it creep you out?
1: Yeah, yeah, it creeped me out. Um, so I um especially until I was sort of brave enough to figure out <laughs> I, that I could say, and it takes a while to learn, like, oh wait, I don't want to be woken up every morning at 3 a.m. And it was always the same time. Um so I spoke to him right there and then and um and said Oh, and I did I did call Archangel Michael, and he, he he was fighting, fighting. I just had this image of him kind of fighting, being taken to the light. It's like, no, I'm not going to the light yet. I'm not going to the light. And, um, yeah, but, um, hmm. yeah, so to take charge. It's always, you know, when you learn how to do this, you, you don't, you're the one in charge, you know, and you have spirit guidance, and you can ask your spirit guides to guard and only bring in, the highest and the best to you. So, he, he for some reason, was let through. You know, I have a, a pretty strong guarding system, um, and he was let through. So, I I should have just trusted that right away. Instead, it went on for several days before I was like, okay, I'm not sleeping. This is crazy. Um, I, I Whoever this is, I will tune in at this time, at this place. And and then, and then it quieted down and it happened. You know, it, it happened just the way it unfolded, the way it should have, probably from the beginning. So, sometimes somebody, a spirit is very, very strong in that way. He had huge motivation uh, to come through. He was a strong personality in life. He was kind of a leader and, um, you know, he needed his parents to know. And it, it ended up, too, um, that the parents um, were Catholic, so it was especially important to them. And, you know, sometimes in the, in the Catholic faith, they say that if you committed suicide, you're condemned to hell, right? They still, I don't know if they still say that, but it's pretty horrible um, and for his parents to think, oh, he's suffering somewhere, you know, I, I don't know what to do, you know, and, and so therefore they're suffering, they're, you know, and obviously going through a whole ton of grief um, as well. So
0: have you gotten that, have, have you gotten that before, but maybe differently in a situation where you're compelled to pay attention to a message?
1: Yeah. Um, usually in between sleep and awake. So, um, let me think if there was ever, yes. Uh, sometimes, um, if, if I'm getting yeah if I'm sitting in my study and I'm and I'm being pinched that's how I know someone's trying to come through and uh, a lot of times it's um, it could be my dad it could be you know someone else um with with a message for me and if they start coming through and I don't recognize who it is I'll say you know hey I you know I'm sorry um <clears throat> you're gonna have to get your your loved one to come through to me. Um, you're going to have to do everything you can to get them to come through to me. And one time, one of the oddest things happened. <clears throat> Somebody called me and said, I have a couple of calls from this number. Did you call me? And I said, and I would say, no, no. Um, and I was like, "Who? who is this just in case and I'll go back and just double check, you know, the number. <clears throat> and I, and I would say, no. Um, but just in case, because there was this compelling feeling um, that there was a presence there. Did you lose someone recently? Um, did you did you have a loss? Because sometimes that has happened where somebody calls me and said, you called me. So their spirit loved them. They're trying so hard to get through um, in any way they can. I can't even imagine that they did that. So one time I did a, a reading for this person. So it, it was big. Um, it was... You know, the person was um, almost suicidal. Their grief was so huge. And um, they had been trying so hard to, you know, they wanted to know that their loved one was okay and their loved one continued on. And they hadn't gotten any signs, any signs at all from their loved one. Um, So they were kind of just living, you know, don't even want to get out of bed every day, you know, kind of giving up on life. So, so that, that was big, but I always say, please don't send me those things. Don't send me things that I can't do anything about. So that's, that's the, that's the promise you make with your spirit guides. Only send me people that I can help, you know, when you're first starting out. So, so interesting.
0: Uh, you're able to call it negotiate with your spirit guides. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everybody is. Everybody is you. Um, and, and if you're not, um, you know, you're you're not a robot. You're not, you know, compelled to do to, to you know to be a, a, a marionette for someone. That that's not right, um, and they shouldn't be doing that. And I, you know, if that was happening where you felt compelled, it, you know, you're we're always taught at Lilydale and at Fellowship, Fellowship of the Spirit, and I teach that now that you are always in charge. Um, my sister Sue used to say, um, uh, "If you don't like the message and it's not coming through clear, and and they're sending you things that are ugly or anything," she said, "just fire that spirit guide," <laughs> which she's done before. So, yeah, but they're they're here to be supportive of you. So you're working to find a relationship with your spirit card that with your spirit guide that helps you with readings. And, um, you're creating a relationship and finding a way that works for you. That so mine usually mostly usually know that I am going to open the door first, you know, that I'm going to say my prayer to open the door and, uh, protect the space and that whole thing. Um, before I'm open, you know, um, and, and, and also I use it. I have to say I, I would tune in if I want to know what to write. Um say I'm writing a sermon for Sunday. And I say, okay, what do you and, and I think we all do that at ISD. What what should I be writing about? What do people need to hear about? And um and I'll get an image. Um yeah, and I'm like, okay, all right, there we go. Um, so I the homily I did last Sunday was called I said, What What do you want me to call the homily? Because I and which one do you want me to do? Because I had two, and it came very clearly, very quickly. um, That the song uh, came up that has the lyrics: "This the story never ends in the life of friends. The story never ends in the life of friends." So that became my homily title, (laughs) and it was all evidence and signs, you know. Because you and I were talking about signs last week. Um, You know what? What kind of evidence have you had? that convinced you that, um, we're not alone here. You know, what was your big, huge aha moment? Um, and for me, they happen, they happen a lot because I, you know, I do readings and I have to say, okay, so it's not, I do have an agreement to be a reader. It's how I serve. Um, somewhere along when I was in school, um, you know, you can have a master teacher, Um, there's a lot of different types of spirit guides you can have. There's in some, some systems and the one that I teach, um, there's a system of seven, seven different types of spirit guides that might be coming to you. And so when you start to open a bit and you ask for spiritual development and unfoldment of your own natural gifts, um, you might have an image of who's coming to help you. And sometimes you don't know who's coming to help you, but, um, uh, on, if you're on a spiritual path or you're of service, everyone has what you might call a master teacher. So um a master teacher can share as many, many different people, you know, so it might be someone who was a spiritual leader in their lifetime. Um, some people seem to have a uh, Buddha or Hindu goddess Hindu goddess um, or a Native American shaman. Um, I, and maybe because I was kind of surprised when this first happened, when I was again, trying to fall asleep and I recognized that there was someone, someone there for me. So I started to tune into what images I was getting and, um, and I was seeing the footprints in the sand image and, um, uh, the hearts love, um, unconditional love. And I was like, Oh, master teacher. Um, and so, mine became Jesus, um, and as master teacher, not as, like, I I really don't ascribe necessarily in my practice to something that's born again. My practice is more, you know, metaphysical and ecumenical, recognizing that there are many, many paths that each individual might find to the divine. And I, and I think it ended up, I was surprised because at the time I was a Unitarian Universalist, and, you know, doing, having some spiritualist roots, and um, I think at that point, I was actually ordained by the spiritualists as well, Um, but, um, so, when I began to think about it, why Jesus, you know, okay, so, so, I, I do keep in mind that I have a pledge to be of service where I'm needed, where I'm called, so, I try to remember that, and um I keep that I keep a ring on my right hand. It doesn't even matter what ring it is, but just to remind me of my promise and my pledge. So um yeah, so mm-hmm. it can be it, it made sense once I thought about it. I was like, oh wait, yeah, I was brought up Methodist. I I was I was confirmed when I was 13 in the Methodist faith. Um, the spiritualist uh I was ordained in kind of a spiritualist ceremony. Um so that's probably why you know the the religious discipline of my childhood you know Sunday school youth group choir you know that that would make sense that at some point this my spirit connected to Jesus as master teacher so yeah
0: wow who is if you were to identify your spirit guides right now could you
1: um, I have a Native American spirit guide at some point who, who, who comes to me, and I'm not always so. He has been there, and it's a male, you know, and probably because I needed more of the male energy around me, um, has been around me in times where I'm doing some healing for someone. So I tend to think that that's an it, it may be, yeah. And then and then other times when I start a reading, I'm aware now that. My sister Sue is there. Other times, yeah. for a long time, it was Jamie right away, my son who passed away. So it seems to change every few years. <laughs> okay, And uh, so it, it at first, it was always that I was doing this in honor of Jamie in order to help other parents who've lost a child as well, right? It's very, very important, very strong purpose. and um, so and then at some point Jamie, was trying to explain to me in a dream, I think, that he he needed to go farther away, maybe to uh, another dimension. I don't always understand what's happening on the other side, but there's a time where you're losing a little more of your physical essence, you know, that allows you to be closer to the earth plane you know, where you can still kind of just pop in and out over the over the door sill. And then as you start to evolve as a spirit being, your vibration is so high or far away that it's harder to come through. Um, and, and I find that was about four or five years after Jamie passed away. So, sometimes I find that um, when I'm trying to do a reading, their spirit loved one may have gone farther away. Um and I, and I can't quite, I may not be reaching the spirit themselves. So, yeah. I, uh,
0: I appreciate all of this and, and especially the reminder to ask for help. Like for example, Archangel Michael, you got something going on. you need some, you feel you need some protection from whatever it might be, reach mm-hmm. out and throw it out there. Because Yeah.
1: And it, and you don't have to worry about having the right words or, or anything, you know, um, it's hard when you're a little frightened or there's something going on, you, you know, that you don't like. He's um, Archangel Michael, um, forgetting right now, but I, I think of him as kind of the, the, the rescuer, you know, like in times of deep need. Um, so I, I will just say 911 Archangel Michael, please come
0: in. <laughs> well, you know, you bring up a great point in that we many times get fixated on, what do I say? How do I pray? What what, what are right. the words I'm going to use? Just yeah. ask, just like you're asking a friend. It's right. okay. Same thing. And, you know, we don't need to get, you know, into religion here, but even, you know, your God, whatever, whatever you pray to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be formal, especially nowadays. You go to church, it's okay to wear jeans. You know, you're not going to get judged. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> as long as you show right, up. Right,
1: right. Right? Right, to have that kind of informal conversation with um, your God in whatever way that is. Exactly. Um, because, um, whatever is most, you know, meaningful to you. And uh yeah.
0: So if somebody wants to... Learn we out. We're just about out of time. Let me double check. Cause it's just, uh, yeah, we're just about out of time. I know that you have some events coming up very soon. Uh, can you tell us about those?
1: Yeah, we have, um, a class, um, on February 1st, a, a series of classes on developing your intuition that are on zoom. So you can enroll and take them, you know, uh, whichever classes of those you would like, um, and get started, you know, really to harness your own intuition. So it starts right with uh, Renee Rank teaching about the the clairs, all the avenues, um, the channels through which you receive information. So um, yeah, and uh, so that is starts February first at, and you can see that all the other classes. Also, we have a, we have a class on how to pray. It's not on the schedule. Right now, but that's interesting that you said that. And then we have a shift fair coming up. It's uh, it's called the Shift New York Holistic and Psychic Fair on April 27th and 28th, um, 2024. And I will be coming back in April to talk about that a little more. But meanwhile, um, we're still looking for vendors. We have tried and true readers and healers, and we are full with readers already but we we have room for more vendors of spiritual items you know things that somebody might like to have you know both artwork and crystals and um, jewelry and you know things that people make um, woodworking um, and um, tarot cards all the things that someone might be looking for you know to decorate their their little uh, meditation room or to help them in their own practice you know, et cetera. So, and yeah. to
0: find out about that and more, you just go to your website, right?
1: Yeah. I only is one. And my website, um, Diana free and And um, the shift is shift, new york.com. New York is spelled out shift technically stands for spiritual, holistic, integrative, festive transformation. So it's, shift new um, york.com yeah
0: gotcha and Friedel for everybody by the way diana diana f-r-i-e-d-e-l-l.com diana always great talking with you uh love the insight and our guides are there ask for help ask for a sign i always believe you ask for a sign you're gonna get it it's gonna show up how tuned how tuned into it you are that's that's another question
2: uh, yeah,
0: and next time yeah. maybe we get together. Uh, maybe talk about uh, meditation and how impactful that can be.
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent.
0: All right, Diana. Okay. Appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay.
1: Okay. Thanks. thanks. We'll
0: be right All back. Right. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network.
2: When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there, and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince. The same way you plan each detail for those moments start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster sign up for local weather and emergency alerts prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan protecting your family is the best plan you can make get started at ready.gov plan
0: brought to you by fema and the ad council